0: Welcome to Love Your Heart, brought to you by Cleveland Clinic's Seidel and Arnold Miller Family Heart and Vascular Institute. These podcasts will help you learn more about your heart, thoracic, and vascular systems, ways to stay healthy, and information about diseases and treatment options. Enjoy. I'm Steve Nissen,
1: and I'm here with uh, Dr. Christine Jellis, who's one of the members of our imaging section. And uh, uh, Dr. Jellis is an expert in imaging, many different imaging tests are available. What do patients need to know about uh, the choices that are available and why we make the choices that we do?
0: Absolutely, I think the choices are almost limitless at the moment, it feels like. So I think always being guided by your physician about what tests are the most appropriate and the progression of tests, because sometimes one test may not necessarily get all the answers and that may lead to further testing. But I think being mindful that you have the right advice be in the right center that has the capability of re- referring you to all those tests really sets you up to, to make sure that you're going to be able to get good quality health care that you need.
1: So, we have echocardiograms, a lot of people have had those. Mm-hmm. Uh, we can do a CT scan of the heart, mm-hmm. uh, we can do an MRI scan of the heart, yeah. and we can do nuclear studies. Uh, and so. Um, uh, Many people are concerned about the tests like CT that involve radiation. Mm -hmm. Has there been progress made in reducing the radiation burden?
0: Absolutely, and I think that's one of the most critical things. Set yourself up so you know you're in a center that's got state-of-the-art equipment because the scanners these days uh, have doses that are so much less than even scanners five or ten years ago we can acquire the same information on much better machines that give us better quality scans with much less radiation. And I know particularly in younger women, we're very conscious of minimizing the dose of radiation that people get. So I think if there's an alternative methodology that can be used to get the same information, we often look at that as well. But I think generally, um, the newest generation devices, patients don't need to be too concerned. The doses of radiation are relatively minimal. And the same applies for nuclear stress imaging as well.
1: Now, sometimes you see patients that have had imaging studies done at an outside facility. Mm and you repeat those studies, and I'm sure it's confusing to people about why you do that.
0: It is, and it's no disrespect to those other centers, that's for sure. Sometimes we need to get some more targeted information. So we might have a patient who's had a screening echo and found that they have the problem, but we really wanna get more specific information for a surgeon or an interventionalist to be able to repair or replace a valve, for example, and so that requires specialized echo images that perhaps weren't on the original study. The other thing is often we do more advanced techniques such as 3D imaging, strain imaging, which people might have heard of, but allows us to get better appreciation for uh, findings that are not apparent on a regular test. So I think again, taking on board uh, the advice of the physician about whether a test needs to be repeated and doing that in a place where you know you've got results that are going to be reliable and uh, give you the information you need.
1: Now you do a lot of transesophageal echoes and we hear from patients that sometimes they're a bit reluctant about the idea of having an echo probe, you know, put down their esophagus. Can you uh, tell people a little bit about how uncomfortable is it? uh, How safe is it? uh, What do they need to know about that?
0: That's a really good point. So transesophageal echo is wonderful because it gives us a really good view of the heart with minimal... minimal interference of the images by the structures that normally get in the way, the ribs and the lung tissue and the, the uh, chest wall and so forth. So we're imaging the heart very close to the structures that we're, we have interest to look at and that allows us to get beautiful images in a lot of detail. So to do that, we have to pass the probe down to the esophagus, similar to an EGD that many people will have had. Um, And provided that's done with local anesthetic gel and spray to numb the back of the throat, and then an amount of moderate sedation through the IV, most people tolerate it pretty well. And we do things like keep people fasted for a number of hours beforehand so that there's no risk of vomiting um, during the procedure. And I think it's one of those things, as long as you prepare people to, to expect that there's going to be perhaps um, a little bit of, um, I don't want to say discomfort, but just an awareness of the probing down, most people are, are okay to tolerate it. Um, and we certainly make sure people are sedated as much as, as we can to, um, to keep them um, tolerant of the procedure. Well,
1: thank you for that reassurance and thank you for telling our patients about these different imaging
0: tests. Pleasure. Thank you for listening. We hope you enjoyed the podcast. We welcome your comments and feedback. Please contact us at heart at ccf.org. Like what you heard? Please subscribe and share the link on iTunes.